0: Log
1: Talk Radio. Welcome, and thank you for inviting me to come and call you to the end of the day. We're going to be your host today as we explore episode three, navigating the parent child relationship. So thanks for coming on board, and we're looking forward to spending some time with you today. Billy, how are you doing today?
0: Maddie, aloha! I miss you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How is the How is
0: Hawaii? Hawaii is great. It's a little bit windy today. We got uh, our classic Hawaiian trade winds, um, but life is good, and I'm excited to be with you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to to chat with you again this week as we explore. Navigating the Parent-Child Relationship. Um, Billy, I I think a fun thing we could do on each episode is you can teach us a word, a Hawaiian word. (laughs) So I'll let let you think Uh, about that for a minute. We'll come see if you can give us a Hawaiian word. Um, While Billy's thinking of a great Hawaiian word that might fit our episode today, um, this is episode three, Navigating the Parent-Child Relationship of Colors in the Void. Basically, our mantra and reason for being here is uh, hopefully if you're trying to find a higher plane, uh, you've come to the right place, and we can provide you some inspiration, and, and hopefully with your contributions to the comments page or the call-in switchboard, uh, you too can uh, reciprocate. Uh, also, if you're searching for something or if you're carrying something heavy, we, we hope this will be a sanctuary for, for you, provide you some answers, and give you some guidance. Um, we're going to do a three-part series on parent, uh, the parent-child relationship. Uh, it's go- or actually on parenting in general. Uh, episode 3, which is today, May 22nd, will be navigating the parent-child relationship. Episode 7, which will be June 12th, will be the art of the parent-child communication. And Episode 11, which is July 10th, will be building the Parenting Bridge. We meet here every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, but the, the, the second Sunday of each month, uh, we're going to do a three-part series on parenting. So May 22nd, June 12th, and July 10th. So thank you so much for being here. Um so Billy, what what do you have for us on a, a a word in Hawaiian that we can all know?
0: Oh Matt, you know, when we talk about parenting, um of course we're talking about our children and the word in Hawaii in Hawaiian for uh child is keiki. K E I. K I keiki. keiki. So when I talk keiki. about my two children, I'm talking about my Keiki. K E I yeah, K I. But- That's it. Hawaiian
1: yeah. word of the yeah, day. Yeah, parenting. There you go, cakey. Uh Yeah, just like my uh, parenting is a piece of cakey. <laughs> <laughs> you wish it were. I think that's why oh, we're
0: well,
1: talking about oh, that well. today. Yeah. Right, right. Um, Bill, you want to give us a little perspective? I mean, we might kind of, we're kind of in your wheelhouse here on this, and I don't know, you know, how much you think is uh, fair and, and, and right, uh, but you know, just give us a little bit of your, your, your background on kind of what your parenting philosophy is and and what you've learned over the years and, you know, kind of your overarching theme. Sure. Um, you know,
0: I do work as a family therapist and a lot of, um, a lot of the hours of my day are spent talking about parenting and especially dealing with, um, specific problem behaviors, or should we say problem parenting behaviors also, um, and I would say that my overarching and I think the most important overarching aspect of parenting, um, we can kind of whittle it down to parenting style. And there's two really key dynamics that talk about parenting style. And those dynamics are structure and our relationship or rules and relationship if you want to talk about that. And so if you picture kind of a, a XY axis with those two intersecting dynamics, then we have four different parenting styles. And, the, of course, the best-case scenario is to have a, a high level of structure um, and also a high level of relationship. And there's many, many, many dynamics that go into uh, both of those aspects, the structure and the relationship.
1: Yeah, interesting. Let's explore that a little bit more. So you're saying on one axis would be structure, the other axis would be relationships. What, 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 let's say if we're at the bottom of the the relationship structure, uh, maybe that doesn't necessarily interpret good or bad, but, you know, at one paradigm of, of, of the relationship, with, what would that look like at versus the other one? And the same thing with structure. Obviously, that's a little bit more uh, to intuit in that, you know, full freedom, no structure at all, and regimented discipline, highly structured. But on the relationship paradigm, what, what are kind of the po- two polar opposites of, of of the
0: that right um, so in regards to relationship um, really what we're aware of here is the presence of um, emotion and the quality of emotion that occurs within the parent there's a lot of I, I guess if you want to make the the analogy between the head and the heart the head is the structure and the heart is the relationship so in regards to relationship are, is there a lot of presence of um, Heat a, a lot of uh, negative energy either within the parent or from the parent to the child um, Rejecting types of comments critical types of comments uh, feeling like your kid is Your adversary or, or, or your enemy this will be on kind of on the low side of our warmth or our relationship. And then then on the high side, of course, it would be, uh, just the the same emotions, but diametrically opposed. So we're talking about a lot of presence of warmth, a lot of, uh, messages and emotions of acceptance of, um, the, the parent really meeting the child where they are emotionally and the parent having the ability to have the, emotional intelligence within themselves um, to be able to modulate their own emotions when they're on stage as a parent um, in regards to the relationship.
1: Yeah, that's easier said than done. Um, What (laughs) do you think um, (laughs) for for all us real parents out there? No, I mean, everybody here tuning in, including Billy and I are real parents, but, um, you know, on, on my best days, I think I'm nurturing and and supportive, and uh, and, and you right. know, and, but we all get we all fly off the handle, we all get you know boil over with emotion because we're tired or sleepy or we don't have some of the what, what was it, what we talked about last time uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you don't have food, shelter, and water, right. it's hard to be nurturing. And um, you know, so what do you think? One of the classic mistakes that most parents are making who find themselves in some sort of habitual disconnect or discord in, in their parenting or their relationship with their children? What, what do you think one of the hallmark or classic things that you, you constantly are seeing?
0: Well, first of all, you're exactly right. Um, being able to <clears throat> maintain our own selves as adults um, emotionally is um, easy on some days and very difficult on other days for many, many different reasons. <clears throat> and having those skills to be able to keep yourself into a positive mind frame, I think is a hallmark of a really effective parent. Um, but really, Matt, I think the biggest theme that I see that, um, impacts the parent child relationship is a parent really trying to enforce a good structure. Let's say it's chore completion or some other types of of family rules. um, but they're, they sacrifice the relationship to enforce the structure. So, uh, for example, a parent saying, well, it's important for me to yell or scream at my kids, or it's important for me to be mad because then the child knows it's important. Um, or, uh, um, you know, making that – being able to make that decision – where the negative energy and negative emotions are used to enforce structure is something that a lot of times is justified, but unfortunately um, affects the parent-child relationship pretty drastically.
1: uh, What are some alternatives? What are some ways to, you know, obviously we all want to get the chores done and we want the kid to, you know, stop a certain behavior. And, you know, sometimes there's, you know, you're in a grocery store line and it's, you know, it's just not the time and the place and the fuse is short for a reason. Right. You know, um, right. What, what's the alternative? I mean, if you can't, you know, use that, that correction or that discipline or that, you know, they need to know, I mean business, what, what other tools do we have at our disposal? Um,
0: I think the most important aspect to be able to enforce structure and also keep a high level of relationship is to create a connection in the moment. So, um, you know, a negative energy, or if we're angry, it creates a disconnect between yourself and the other person, whoever you're talking to. Um, so if we bring in the idea of connection to correcting behavior, um, a lot of times we're um, much more effective in leading our child into a more desirable outcome. So for example, let's say you're in the checkout line at the store and your kid is standing up in the seat and reaching over for the M&Ms in the, uh, the, the checkout aisle. And you have a choice at that point. You could, you know, say no and slap their hand. Um, which would impact the relationship in a negative way or you have the choice of being able to maybe take a couple more minutes and connect with your child with a gentle touch, um, maybe even stepping out of the line to take a couple more minutes and to be able to have just a, a real simple discussion about what the process is as we go through the checkout line. And then when the child achieves that, being able to reinforce that after you check out. Um, it, it it takes just a little bit more time to do something like that uh but overall the benefit is completely worth it in my opinion
1: yeah um
0: i agree um, no, um I, I think uh, one uh and one one more thing is coming up for me um i think yeah. about the idea of leading a course So, you know, a lot of times you feel like your child might be this huge thousand pound animal that is just standing in your way and you can't get anything done. But really, if you think about it, when you're walking shoulder to shoulder with a horse and you have just a pinky on the bridle, you can lead that horse one direction or another with just a pinky pull but you have to be walking shoulder to shoulder at the same speed in the same direction. And that that's the idea about connection that I'm talking about uh, as far as one aspect of correcting our child's behavior.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. Thank you for that. Um, you know, uh, I brought up my kids in the Montessori philosophy and yeah, I don't know if this is unique to Montessori, but, but one thing that I think, you know, is a hallmark of good parenting and, and creating that connection is, treating the kids with a level of respect and kind of like you, you know, I liked what you said about, you know, just stepping out of line. You're not yanking them out of line to read them the riot act. You're, you're you're Hey, let me I want to have a conversation with you about something. You know, it's all right. in good, it's all in good spirit. It's it's in the mentoring kind of, you know, Hey, you know, you're learning these things. This is, this is how it looks. This is what we do. And um, you know, If if you'd had, you know, and a lot of people, you could even say something like a lot of people, you know, spend all their money and they don't have enough money left over for vacation because every time they go up to the cash register and they see something that they think they want that was an impulse, you know, they go ahead and want it and reach for it and grab it. So I I totally understand why you would want the M&Ms, but, you know, what we did is we made a grocery list back at the house, and you helped me with that, remember? And now here we are checking out. We have a budget that we spend a certain amount each week on groceries and a certain amount on, you know – fun things for you to do and movie night and whatever, you know, we have a budget and we have to spend money, you know, in a way that, and it's about being intentional, you know, and you're telling your child, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that they have the the intellect Mm -hmm. to be able to understand that and follow that. And I don't care if they're three years old, I'm telling you, they'd get it. They, first of all, they get your tone that you're respectfully trying to teach them something you' they really get that energy from you for sure and and I think you'd be surprised if, if if they were able to communicate in a way that was meaningful, I think they 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 would have a lot more insight to what you would just taught them than you would give them credit for. So I think it's just not necessarily that they're equals or peers, but that you give them a, the appropriate amount of respect that says, let's have a dialogue and a conversation it's a lot it's a lot more lasting lesson to teach them something, some, some values, some morals, some foundations of being a good citizen in the world than it is to, you know, the, the slap on the wrist or, or the angry look, you know, that, that kind of hurts them and injures them and makes them disconnects them from the world and from you. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah.
0: Oh, that, That's great, Matt. Mm-hmm. I really uh, in the prioritization of that connection is really crucial. Um, And, of course, it changes as your child develops. There's a different level of connection when they're two as compared to when they're 12, et cetera. Um, And being able to meet your child where they are at that development level I think is really crucially important. Um, Yeah. You you talked about, um, of course, you have two kids. And um, I have a question for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Hypothetically speaking, if you never had kids, how would your life be for the better?
1: I'm not sure that I, I could cite anything that says it would be, but.
0: Well, see, I'm asking you to entertain that. So, obviously, okay. as parents, um, and, and both you and I, we talk a lot about being um, loving fathers and invested parents, there's so much value and joy that comes naturally from that. Um, But there's probably some folks that aren't really interested in having children for very good reasons, because of um, their own personal pursuits, or just the fact that it takes a lot of sacrifice and time to be a parent. It's a very, um, (laughs) of course, time invested pursuit. So if you could just put yourself into the realm of um, Matt without kids, what would you have accomplished that would be different?
1: That's tough. I'm not sure I could do that. But um, I think I'd have more free time, you know. But, but I, 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 every, every answer I'm going to give you, I'm going to counter with the negative emotion that would come along with not having kids. There would be a loneliness. <laughs> I, I would probably have more financial wealth because I wouldn't a have spent it on them, and b I wouldn't have had to invest time on them i could I could have been investing in my career and and the the negative reverse of that is, and I'd have no one to enjoy it with, or you know um I have a great wife, but you know um you you start wondering when big changes like that happen, you know how does it impact the entire ecosystem of your of your family unit um so I think there would be time there'd be more money um but you know, I, I think there would be a a, a personal self worth that, that would be sacrificed for that. Um mm. you know, and some of these other things. So what do you mean by
0: that by that self worth as a parent?
1: Um well, you know, I, I and I think a lot of parents can, can connect with this. Is that one of my greatest personal accomplishments was, you know, the the having and raising of my children. I mean, they're still young, but um and i see that as my life's work i see that as you know when 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 they grow up to be well adjusted you know hard working contributors in society that are balanced and you know whatever can make their own contribution that, that that would be very very important work that that i'm doing and that's how i see it so i i, I get a lot of fulfillment from that um, mm-hmm. anyway
0: excellent excellent can i follow up with another question yeah sure um, as a parent, and obviously a very invested parent, um, how do you really go about instilling the values slash morals slash ethics that you think are important, or even slash skills that are important to your children? Or what's that process? How? What's that um, passing down not just of knowledge, but of the morals.
1: I think you lead by example. Because mm. you, you you can't be a hypocrite and say one thing and be doing another thing. So, and some of those values in our family are, um. You know, the definition of integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Right. Um. I I always drop the kids off at school and I say, um. Play hard, take chances, and 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 that kind of speaks to my entrepreneurial spirit. But uh, you know, if they get back from the ski slopes and I, I say, you know, did, did you fall down a lot? And they say, no, I didn't fall down at all. I say, well, then you probably weren't you know tr- trying hard enough. You probably weren't pushing the envelope, <clears> and you should you should try. That's when things get real fun. Is when you test yourself and you push yourself. And then the final thing is is uh, you know work ethic. You know that that you, you gotta you gotta be invested. You gotta work hard. And that can mean different things to different people, and, and I think there's a balance that needs to be struck there that I can struggle with in my life for sure. We'll probably have a work-life balance, workaholism episode in the future, I promise. So I, I have a lot to share on that one. Um, right. You know, so I think I think by example. I think that's really and – then, and then, you know, when you're doing something that you want to make sure is getting passed on to the next generation, not only in your DNA but in your actions, you know, then, then just – calling it by name you know here's an example Mm -hmm. of whatever being being frugal or here's an example of being kind i think being kind is really important you know um treating everyone with respect and um i think i mentioned too that my my son you know he's in his early teens got a nominated for an award at school about kind of just being a good citizen and they were setting examples of someone got bullied and he was sticking up for them or somebody had some you know um, you know, was, was a homosexual or, and they were getting, you know, teased for it and he kind of stood up for him, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just sticking up for people who are, are less fortunate or, 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 you know, if you have the opportunity to intervene on someone's behalf and, you know, you, you should try to do that as, as long as you can keep your own health and perspective when you do it, it's, it's your duty to try as best you can.
0: Nice, nice. Hey, can I um, piggyback that question with uh, another request, please? Sure. Would Would you briefly share, and we've talked about this um, outside of this venue, but would you briefly share a little bit about your daughter's business and how you've been influential in that?
1: Yeah, that's definitely going to be an upcoming episode, Is uh, the, the heart of the entrepreneur. There's a great uh, – mm-hmm podcast that I'll put in the show notes called Entrepreneur on Fire. So if you're a small business owner or somebody looking to start one, uh, that, there's going to be lots of places where you can check in. This is Colors in the Void. My name is Matt, and I'm with Billy. Today we're talking about navigating the parent-child relationship, and we're just starting a three-part series on the second Sunday of every month that will look into this topic. Um, but we, we'll talk about things from music to improvisation to meditation uh, to, to addiction. Uh, and one other thing would be entrepreneurialism, um, I have have uh, many businesses uh, in the course of my life and uh, I, I thought it was really important to try to give my daughter that. So she's 11 year old and she's created a, a business called love to go to Lily's, which is a healthy vending machine company. Um, when she was five, she said she wanted to put McDonald's out of business by creating a healthy drive-through business. And this is kind of the first step on that journey. And, and so I think it is uh, appropriate, Billy, because it's, it's where I'm, I'm actually taking my time and, and trying to find a way to connect with her in a language I understand and that, that, you know, she could be passionate about as well, kind of that common language between her and I that's very unique to us. Yeah. So it's very. Yes. It's a great journey. We just started it, so it's new, but I'm, I'm excited about moving forward on it. Um, mm, so, Billy, that's I, want, great. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, I, I, as, mm-hmm. you, as we wrap it up here – because um, we have about seven minutes left, I want to ask you a couple questions. You know, maybe getting into some of more of the blocking and tackling nuts and bolts and even some of the theory of, of child psychology and some of the things that you've learned over your your long hours in the textbooks and, and many hours in the chair helping families. Um, do you have any resources or kind of other ahas or or things that you think can help the parent navigate that child relationship in a, in a more meaningful way. You know, if you wanted the viewers or the listeners today to, to walk away with one recipe or tool or, Oh, good. You know, I feel like I got something that I could apply. What, what, what would that be?
0: Um, If there were, um, thank you for that question. Um, There's a lot there. Uh, And uh, on a couple levels, I think if there's a one take home, Um, and one thing that as a parent you can put in your pocket is that there is never, ever, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever a time and a place for anger in the parent-child relationship. It is only harmful um, to both parties, and most especially the child. Um, So learning how to deal with problem behaviors, learning how to... Manage hard emotions that are coming from your child is a really necessary skill to be able uh, to to do, I guess, um, without the presence of negative emotion as a parent. Um, There's a great evidence-based resource uh, by a couple psychologists. Their last name is Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N, And Matt, uh, let's link some of this information in the show notes. Um, And the the Gottmans have established an evidence-based model of dealing with hard emotions and behavior. It's called emotion coaching. And emotion coaching is, um, I won't get into too many of the details. Uh, You can look at that Uh, through the resource and the link. Um, But it's a way of dealing with difficult behaviors and difficult emotions in a teaching and compassionate way that really helps guide the child and over time increases the children's uh, emotional intelligence and their ability to soothe themselves over time. It's really um, effective and really rewarding and reinforcing to uh, engage in as a parent.
1: That's great. Um, it reminds me of something. So, you know, my parenting mentor and, and Billy, you're, you're familiar with this wonderful soul. Her name's Susan Michael Barrett. Uh, we're, we're, yes. we're thinking we're going to try to get her to join us as a special guest, but her website is in the show notes, Susan But One of the things uh, that I remember is that she brought – she did a parenting class at our school, you know, our little preschool, kindergarten. And um, Mm -hmm. it was amazing that getting the parents on the same page was huge, so that consistency and just, you know, having the same playbook you're working from is is really important. But just the change in the philosophy, kind of with some of the things you've been saying today, Billy, about – creating that connection, creating that bond, you know, delivering that level of respect, under, have, understanding the emotions, taking anger and that out of the equation and giving your child perspective. But one specific story I want to share with the, the listeners today is she has this, um, basically when, when my kids would fight, you know, kids, when kids fighting is just so brutal, right? It's, it's like you cannot right. get them to stop. And so she had this thing and it was called uh, something like talk listen, And so she said, okay, so Lily, go ahead and explain why you're frustrated. And Henry, you have to listen. And so Lily would say, well, I'm frustrated because you come in and take my dollies and throw them off the balcony. And, you know, that hurts my feelings. And and then he goes, well, I do that because you took, no, 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 Henry, you have to be quiet for a minute. It's her turn to talk and you have to ask Mm -hmm. if there's anything else. So then Henry says, is there anything else? And she says, because yeah, I don't want it to get all dirty. And it's kind of like you not respecting my things and, And then Henry says, is there anything else? And then finally she gets exhausted and says no. And then it's Henry's turn. And he's like, well, you know, you came into my room last week and did this, this, and this, and that, you know, made Mm -hmm. me angry. And I was trying to get back at you for that. And, you know, so anyway, they go back and forth, and and the other person has to say, is there anything else? And at the end, you ask them to start generating solutions. And and so that's the the technique that's really cool. But one thing that Susan said that held with me most profoundly is she said, if you don't give your kids – tools to communicate and deal with their emotions, give them names, talk them through, you know, even, even with other people, you know, to have that resolution, she goes, those emotions will come out sideways later in life. And what she meant is abuse, addiction, you know, these, these behaviors that you, that you want your children to avoid. It's critical that you show them what, how to deal with those emotions, how, how to, how to act appropriately and responsibly in all situations and give them tools and skills to be able to resolve and remedy those things. So that's just something I want to share. Uh, We've got, we've got about uh, 90 seconds left, Billy. So why don't you take the last 30 to give us some parting thoughts and then uh, I'll give them a recap and a a schedule of, of what to expect coming forward. And we'll, we'll go out with some outro music.
0: Yeah. Thanks Matt. Um, The best thing that you can do as a parent is to be aware of your own emotions, in my opinion, um, because they will influence um, every aspect of that relationship. Um, Thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in and having another listen to our chat. And, Matt, I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today, Billy. You're listening to Colors in the Void. This is a weekly podcast at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday. Our next episode, uh, Topic TBA, check the uh, show notes for the upcoming topics. But this is our first in a three-part series of parenting. Uh, Today is May 22nd, Navigating the Parent-Child Relationship. On June 12th, we'll do The Art of the Parent-Child Communication. On July 10th, Building the Parenting Bridge. Thank you for tuning in to Colors in the Void. We look forward to connecting with you again real soon. Aloha.
0: He never reigns of
1: our Saints. He never reigns of our Saints. He never reigns of our Saints.